0: <laughs> okay, so this year is called um, Angelic Envy. So they're difficult, difficult Rashi. We're going to do three different Rashi's, I think, but uh, they're very, they're all very difficult. And um, see if we can make some headway. So I guess we could start at um, sixth day. Oh. So um, Aleph Chavav, let's embrace us. Aleph so it says like this so it says um, <clears throat> so what do I do? Huff up. I'll puff up so it says like this let us make man in our form in our image like I like this so however you translate let's back into that okay and so on okay so Rashi says let us make man that's what he's bothered by is another, let us make man. Sounds like um, plural. Let us make man. But then, if you look in the very next passage, like Rashi is going to point this out. God, singular, doesn't say He created, he created man, Okay. So what does it say? Nasa So Rashi is like this. We learn from here the humility of a G-dish because man is made in the form, likeness of angels and they will be jealous about man. and therefore the so therefore before creating man, he asked the angels. To prevent them from getting jealous. Okay. Sounds good? So, <laughs> so who created the angels of God? Oh, hold on, hold on. We'll <laughs> get to that. We'll get to that. So it says, um, so he says so again, so so you didn't want the angels to um to get jealous when you made man, because the man is made in the form of angels. So therefore he asked the angels, and when he judges kings. That's kings, not malachim, but milachim, kings. Who nimlach b'pamali Shalom? He asks. He consults with his legion, or how do they translate? It? Um, his retinue. How do they translate retinue? I don't know. This is his group. Okay, his posse, his group, his retinue, his heavenly court. She came and seen him by Micha, Hashem Yosef al Kesel v'chol tzvashmim omay lov mi so Ahab says to Micha that uh, that Micha said to King Ahab, I saw Hashem sitting on his throne, and all the heavenly courts are sitting on his right and on his left. <laughs> Means these are the angels who are saying guilty on the right, uh, innocent on the right, and the ones who are saying on the left. So you see that there's like a court kind of with, with the afkan, So to hear. With his court retinue, he's asking, consulting, and he's saying, and this is what he says. This is the argument he's presenting to his heavenly court. This is what he's saying. There are, in the heavenly realm, there are ones who are of my form, I guess, angels. And if there's no one of my type, of my form, in the lower beings, there's going to be a jealousy amongst my disciples. So that's that's his presentation to the angels. The angels, listen angels. There are things like me, maybe I guess non-physical things, if you will, like me in the heavens. But there's nothing non-physical like me in the lower world. And if this is the way it's going to go, there's going to be jealousy. The lower world is going to be jealous of the upper world. So therefore I ask your permission or your advice or whatever, I'm consulting with you to create man who has this non-physical part of him in order so that there won't be jealousy in the uh, creation, in the different uh, parts of the creation. Where, where is this? Around? I'm just making it up. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> it's uh, 126. Where? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-six. I don't know the first Rashi. <laughs> first, Nasa. <nine, seven>, right? <laughs> okay. okay. So then it says Nasa Adam. So then it says the next Rashi. So so obviously the questions are numerous, right? Yeah. We can spell this out soon, But what what in the world is this talking about? Right? Fine. So Nasa Adam Afibi, Shilosi, Uhu, Biti Russo. Biti Russo. Even though they didn't help him in the creation itself, the me the Murados, and there's an uh, there's an opening here for the course him to complain, to, to make a tain oh look at that, God needs help. There's other people, other things helping God. Nevertheless, the Torah didn't go, didn't refrain from teaching us the der hearts and the meat of humility just katan that a godal should take advice or to ask from the katan, Right? And if he said, let, let I, let me make man, it would look like he just talking to himself. And that's not the advice. The, the of Aras, which is teaching, is that a higher up, a king or whatever, should ask his lower people. Or a higher up should ask the lower. So in order to convey that point, it has to say, let us make it, like he's talking to someone else. But even though that Abikarsim could have a field day with it, if they look closely, the the answer to them is written right next to it. Because it says, <laughs> It doesn't say they created it, that he created So the Minamar is going to say God needs help to ask about it, but then he has all the power to make it on his own. Like So it's clear that he's got all the power to make it on his own. And therefore, I, why is he asking everybody? Oh, that's just like to teach us this idea in their hearts. Something like that. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so so uh, there's obviously we could ask a lot of questions, but let's read. Um, there's uh, there's a few other Rashi's that, that I think are related. So so why don't we just get all the you know data out on the table and then we could. Uh, okay, so the other Rashi is in it's two nine. Hold on, uh, so that's three. Yeah, I think it's two nine or two eight. Let's see. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, 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 two seven. two seven. Okay, okay, so this is a day of Zion, right? So it says, um, so he blew into his nostrils, into man's nostrils, and right? the so spirit of life. He made man from the lower and the higher um, parts, whatever, from the upper and the lower components. His body is from the lower. And his neshama is from the upper. On the first day, that's both upper and lower. So the score is 1-1. Right? First day. The second day is the Rekiah. That's the Two to one the dry land should form, that's Tartanim, two all. The fourth day, was the the, uh, the lights, sun, moon, and stars, that's Tartanim, three to two. The fifth day, it's the water, the fish, and all that, right? That's the lower, three all, one day left. So on the on the sixth day, he had to make, from the upper and the lower, and if not, yeshkinah, there's going to be jealousy, right? And I'll to be Because these are going to be more than these by one day. So therefore, on the sixth day, he had to replicate, I guess, like the first day. The first day is Shemaimov, right? So that's got the upper and lower. The others are alternating, one, 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 one. Then you got to basically double up on the last day to have the Shemaimov. this way, it's going to be fair. Right? No jealousy. Envy. Right? Good, yeah, Okay, one more, one more. Rashi. one more. Rashi. one more. Rashi, which is like this. Um, this is in one five, maybe, yeah, one five, maybe. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. I don't know if these are all necessarily connected, but whatever, so, um, you know, they're connected in the you know. It was really early when I learned this. I think I to put the piece back together bit. Okay, so it says, mm-hmm. So God called the day a light day. Okay, that's the point. So Rashi says, The first, Shani Shlishi, Revii. 1st, 2nd, 3rd. It doesn't say one, two, three. It says the 1st, 2nd, the 3rd. Lama calls it Echad. Why does it say Echad? Day 1, not day 1st. Yom Rishon is the 1st day. Why does it say Day 1? The Fisha because Reuch So it's saying Echad because God was alone in His world. Shalom Nivro Malachim, Because the Malachim weren't created until the 2nd day. So it says Yom Echad as opposed to Yom Risham because it wants to show you that God was Echad. But on the first day God was Akad, he was alone because the malachan didn't come about until day two. So therefore it wanted to say Akad, it's a Shamacha. Good. Sure. Well there's at least three things. Well, God, yeah. I, know, and I know, I know. The shem, I know. In the dark. There no, was no was angels. The, the angels aren't there yet, apparently. Well, angels aren't uh, until day two, it seems. Right. Locusts, they do what they want. Yeah, another question. Rashi right is saying like with ito, apparently. Yeah, maybe Full we could, maybe we, we get to spend that afterwards. Whole question right? Yeah. Okay. Is that? Is there another Rashi? Uh, I don't know. That's all the Rashi's. There's a million Rashi's that are difficult than Brachus, by the way. I have like a list on the different uh parshas. It's like it's five pages worth of questions on Rashi and not Brachus. <laughs> it's like every other Rashi is like another, you know. Parsha or safer Brachus? Precious, precious. Specifically, <laughs> precious, precious. Know? Yes. Let's, let's do an order of the Again, I just wanted to read them all. But the main one, I guess, I'd like to explain. The main one I'd like to explain, I guess, is this um, this thing about the angels. That it's teaching us God humility that he's asking the angels. Because since man is made in the form of angels, in a sense, I guess non-physical, something like that. So therefore, they, they, they may get jealous of man. And therefore, God wants to consult them in order so that they don't get jealous. And by consulting them, he consults them. And he tells them that the argument is, is that, look, there's, uh, there's in the heavenly sphere, there's, there's guys like me, so to speak. There's non-physical beings in the lower sphere. There isn't a, come on. They're going to get jealous if there isn't any. So oh, that's my argument. Why I think it's a really good idea to create lower guys. That's exactly where they're going to get jealous. I know. It's true. Like they are the ones. That I know. Are that's like, that's, that's uh, the argument. They're like, I know. That's exactly the point. I know. It's true. What kind of argument is that? How's that going to swash them? Their whole point is we want to be the only guys non-physical. who got this great stuff. Now you're saying God's rubbing it in and saying, look, they're going to be jealousy. Also, oh, they don't have the hero. Yeah. So they have to say yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one question. What does this mean, Malachim getting jealous? Like, don't you think of like jealousy as a trait of human beings who have emotions, and like, how are Malachim getting jealous? Malachim are like people who like get, have these like petty types of uh, things, and the whole thing is hard to understand, right? Yeah. What does it mean that the angels gave God permission? Says Vinatel, Rashi says, Vinatel Rashid. Well, that's what it's saying, is that it doesn't literally, it's saying it's like it's teaching us a good middah saying God doesn't really need to ask permission. Okay, but it but sounds like... Yeah, it's, it's, it's modeling. It's true he did, but that's his point. It's saying he did do it, but not because he needs to, but because he's trying to model an appropriate behavior for us. And that's like, even though it might come off as if... Like, for example, it's saying that a king should do that with his underlings. Now, it's a good question. Why should a king do that with his underlings? But it sounds like it's a good idea. Now, why is it? Does a king really need permission with his underlings? If the angel says no. I mean, re- disregarding whether or not angels can say no or whatever, if they said no, like we've got to be like, all right, no, yeah, no I don't people. Do but what would happen if the king's servants say no? I mean, no, he's gonna do it, kill them well, whatever. Uh, they don't, they don't say no. Uh-huh. I don't, we have to understand why, why, what's the, what's the daracharis? But I mean, his teaching is some sort of daracharis. But I don't think King is actually literally asking permission of his. Well, if
1: servants, that's the case, then
0: what sense does it even teach anything? Yeah. Well, what is the idea? Yeah, that's the question. What is the idea? Yeah. Teaching us some lesson yeah. about about to get to the kings, but what is the teachable yeah, but what does it mean here? I mean, it's true. What is the whole thing? Right. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of ways to ask the question other than yeah. saying, "Come on, what's going on?" Doesn't the king ask this? It there because the king is fallible. It's yeah. Have to hear what that's it's about. Say you right, in That's, that's a, a good question. question. You know, right. I mean, the king yeah. should know, even though you think you know what you're doing, not so fast maybe you're may, missing something, so ask your servants, because maybe they have a different angle. Right, but the like coach Baruch Hu doesn't seem to need, doesn't need that, so then what's, so is it just totally inappropriate to just sing a muscle just in order to teach us that by, I mean, you could say that, he could say, look, it just, even though it doesn't really make sense by God, but he's just kind of, it doesn't make sense to is God's hand, or whatever, it's just kind of modeling a type of behavior which is appropriate for us, and for us it is appropriate by God, it isn't really, I mean, that that's one way to go, or another way to go is somehow, it is appropriate. Somehow it's not clear. It says kid but then they're created bitsalmo. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of good questions. I don't want to go into that. I mean there's a lot of questions least, but, but that's like a whole other thing, or or whatever, you know. So that's there's a lot of questions, but I'm not gonna there's enough here. Yeah, enough of in the these are actually sense. No. Right. In other words, as long as you say Vayivro instead of, by Vayivro, that's yeah. not the truth. Yeah, that's right, that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Another question. Yeah. Um, I mean We're seemingly dealing with jealousy as it's like a really, really bad thing we're trying to avoid. <laughs> right. It's like, one, what is so bad? Right. Jealousy is there. And to the extent that Rashi is saying that we're even opening up this opening for the Abhi course and just to be teaching us other things. Uh, yeah, right. Is it that dire that we're going to keep showing this? Right, it's true. It sounds like an important idea. If we want to avoid, do we do, does anything go in order to, is there anything that we won't say because we have Abby Carson? Or just any ideas we say, or it's only important ideas we'll say that might evoke the wrath of Abby Carson. Is this the only place you can teach this lesson? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know what the lesson is, but yeah. Is it just like the only reason that, not the only reason, but he's kind of making it sound like like the reason man was created was just sort of to balance things out to even the score, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Like what about right. everything else? Yeah, it's true. I mean, this is the reason why he's making man with uh, Shama, because otherwise it's not gonna be even, yeah. Right, it sounds that way, it just sounds that way. This sounds that way, and that's why the other Rashi is very related to it, right? It's, it's like there's they're not exactly the same, but they're on the same track. Yeah, it's right. like there's this like kind of there should be this balance. Between the heavens and the earth, or something, and the upper and the lower. The, the young, yeah, definitely. But what is that? What is that, and why is it so important? Right. What even is this idea of like balance? Wouldn't what, what God, you know, kind of break the scales? Yes. It's true. It's <laughs> true. It's true. That's true. That's true. Right. And you know, of course, of course, it goes without saying. But implicit in this whole thing is like, what are these malachim? Right? Like, what are these malachim that we're talking about? Like, the ones with wings? Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know. Like, what? Are, you know, how, how do we? How are we to think about this? Right? I mean, we don't even understand what? What in the world is this even talking about? Right? what are the malachim? Who are they? What are they doing? Like Avriel and Michal? Like, what? Are, what, are, what are we? Are we supposed to even think about this whole thing? Right? Know, what's the message? I, I like that question. You know, like, what's the message some... of this whole thing? What are we supposed to take from this? I mean, it sounds like it's teaching us <laughs> that. All right. so it. doesn't yeah. sound just like yeah. one of these. Ideas. It sounds like there is some takeaway lesson. So at the very least, if you understand anything, maybe we can understand that lesson. Yeah, but, I, you know, <clears> yeah. but it's a nice lesson. You can teach that lesson a lot of ways, right? Yeah, there's so many other ways. Like yeah, but... there, You can learn Mishle, you know? Right. Like, yeah, right. Good idea. I think it's good to start at the kind of my thing, which is maybe the other Rashi and the two, you know, on Parak base, because that's kind of like this is already given that there's this somehow balance in my Now you're worried about the Malik getting jealous or whatever, right? But it seems like there's this underlying idea of this balance in my right? Of the Taktanam and right? which is that other Rashi, really, right? The amount of days, it's whatever. So maybe we can try to think about that. Let me see if we maybe we come back to the jealousy. Right, let me try just to step here in this direction, okay? So I guess, I guess it's similar to what Chaim saying That, spell it out a little more. That we have, the world is the creation. In a certain sense, you could think of what did God create. So you say he created like physical stuff, okay? The earth, you know, all the things on earth, let's say, right? On the other hand, he set up certain laws, laws of nature, like, you know, like, um, right, like the winds are called, like, Malatham, or so there's, like, these heavens. And especially in their science, like I think in our things, the heavens is more just, like, a lot of more matter or whatever. But, like, for the ancients or you know, ashis or whatever, like, the heavens are, like, the, the the heavens govern the things on Earth. So it's, like, the laws, like, I think a more a, a more modern counterpart of heavens is, like, laws of nature. Like the non-physical laws which are governing all the thing physical things which are happening, you know. Again, in their science, it was the spheres or whatever which was the governing it, and in our science, it's laws. And the laws themselves are governing the those items. But the idea is like this: the world is like a mix of tachtonim el- 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 and And God created, created like both. He created laws of nature and the objects upon which those laws govern which those laws govern and in a certain sense there's an, neither is like like primary they're, they're both they're both part of the bria the bria has like is a balance of uh, physical and non-physical existences, and by setting it up like there's this dualism going day on day off back and forth and back and forth and it's like a tie it's trying to say it's like you shouldn't think like the essence of god's plan is is the physical it's all about the physical and the laws are just kind of like the um, behind the, uh, under the hood type of thing. But it's really essentially God's just trying to make it physical. Or you might say, nah, everything's all about the ideas, the laws, whatever. That's all God really wants to make. It's just ideas, angels, abstract things, and whatever. Somehow the physical is just some sort of a consequence which just happens to pop out. But I'd rather saying, no, the plan of the Brio was oh, arts Was that there was going to be Physical and unphysical, and in a certain sense, man is like the one being which is the, which is, contains them both. I mean, the first day has both of them because it's Shemayim and but that's just talking about Shemayim and Arat. But in man, in man, you really have like this duality of his body, right, and then you also have a neshama. Right, so again, of course, his body is governed by laws, everything is governed by laws, but man is is, is like of Nishman's Is man has a, has a physical and has a Neshama. So I'm, I'm saying like this idea of the kind of system, it would be, it would imply a primary and a secondary or whatever. It would imply one is more important than the other. So to speak, that one would brag and the other one would be jealous. Like you'd be short, you'd be short, um, short judging, short changing, yeah, short changing the physical, or short changing the spiritual, not physical, right, so that's what it means, like, the muscle, if they could have emotions, they'd be jealous, so it's not, <laughs> they don't actually have emotions, they're not going to feel jealous, but it means it would be a, um, a mismatch, and a, uh, and a higher and a lower, and saying the Bria is a Bria of Shmaiyam That's part of the, the Bria, part of the design of the Bria is we should walk away and read my inspirations as God set up both of these things, Shmaiyam and the, and when you look at the world and you look at God's Bria, you should, you should have to take into account both. Whatever model you're going to look at it, you have to look at, look at things on earth and things in heavens. you have to look at the physical matter and then the laws of nature or whatever the case is. But there, there's like a two facets of the of the Bria mind. Well,
1: that, I, I
0: think, is, is a rough explanation for the other Rashi, right? That's the one on Bayes' There's uh yeah. yeah, right, So the saying is like he gave man from the top to the million. right now, I guess the Goren's like, question was like, is that why he's making man like sort of I mean that's what man is, man is the mix between that's like what man is, because like, also man is the mix between a and, uh, and a man that's what it means. It's like man is in man, it reflects like the dual- effect, dual nature of of my Man's the one being who re- reflects that dual nature. Right. As opposed to angels, are so to speak purely heavenly, animal, and uh, animals are purely physical. I'm saying is it means saying it sounds like God man's created just Brent kinna, I'm saying Brent Kenna means to to round out the the dual nature of creation. In some sense, that's what man is. Man is the being who, in a certain sense, evens up the score, which is true. Mm-hmm. But he also he is the one being who reflects that duality. So, in a certain sense, man is the, the the equalizer, so to speak, or man is the being who, again, evens out the score in the overall picture. But he not only does he open up, even out the score, he is a being who reflects both of them. And that's like what it culminated with, if, if you will. Now, we're still back up to Alath Kafav, Rashi she's saying that God's humility, because He's saying is that man is made in the form of the angels, which I guess means, let's say, man is made of the non-physical. Angels are, let's say, purely non-physical. But now you're making them all in the form of angels. And the angels might be jealous of man. So therefore, he's asking the angels and he's saying to them that, look, there's already heavenly things up in in Eleonum, but there's none, no non-physical things on the earth, so let us even it out or whatever. Why would they be jealous of us? Yeah, that's a question. Why would they be jealous? That's a good question. Why would they be jealous? What does it even mean that angels are jealous? And why would they be jealous? What's the answer? We sin all the time. You're right. We're not so good. right? Wait, the so angels are jealous? Yeah. It says, yeah, it's so that yeah, they, they would be jealous. Oh, they would be jealous. They would have been jealous. If you didn't ask them, if they they'd weren't be asked. jealous. Right, if they were not asked. So I'm thinking of a different direction. Yeah, okay. I, I like what you guys doing. I just going a different one, so, so we could compare notes after. So, I, I was thinking to turn it on a tap, okay? Because I'm uh, thinking like this: is How could angels be jealous? Right? How could angels be jealous? So, let's say let's say it does not make sense. Angels can be jealous, but angels be jealous a man has like a, an analog, if you will, maybe a converse. Or a converse, or a converse but that's basically man feeling superior to the angels right in other words if the angels have what to be jealous of and they're going to be feeling jealous then man is going to be feeling superior right because it means the angels feel jealous because they feel like man is getting something higher than them right but they don't actually feel jealous but maybe again if there's something for them to feel jealous that man in this instance, is going to feel superior okay? so what do I mean by that exactly So I'm saying it's like this: is that one might argue that man is the best because he's got it all—he's got physical and non-physical. Angels—they've only got non-physical, right? And in a certain sense, so to speak, the malachim might be jealous, right? Which, again, I don't think malachim are feeling jealous, but like that's was conveyed in a certain sense—they might the 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 description of the bria might. Sounds like it's conveying, if you will, that man has got it all. He's the pinnacle. He's got them both. He's got the tachtonim and the liyonim. He's the man. He's got everything, right? The angels, they're just uh, nonphysical, right? They're just the nonphysical, and it, it it's might it might come off that way, which we were kind of were saying a little bit last last pasuk, right? Like they're tachtonim and It's like got both, but well, it might seem that way. And maybe we feel that way. Right? We get to feel it. I got ideas. I got it. it's fun. I got free right? Pretty will. Pretty well. I got everything. Right? It's the best. We got pleasure. We got ideas. Right? We got, right? But, in truth, that's not true. And if you talk about the higher existence... The higher existence, this is, I guess, point, the higher existence is the angels. Man, that's not helpful to him. He has physical, which takes him away and brings him to all kinds of nonsense. If anyone, the one who God's going to talk to and consult with is the angels. They're the guys on his heavenly court. They're the ones who, so to speak, have the access to the highest level of knowledge. right? Because they're not polluted by the influence of the physical. And the right the illusions of the physical. So by God asking the angels it's kind of conveying that the, even though God is creating man and he's creating this duality in, in a certain sense and it might feel like in a seem as if man is everything, he's the best, he's got them both but the one who God's asking is the angels and he's saying, so to speak, he's saying the angels so what should we do to these lower? Should we make these lower beings? Should we make He's asking them, because they're the ones on his court, because they're pure Chachma. Right? They're the beings who have the highest level of knowledge. And he's asking them, so to speak, should we make man? Which is kind of leveling out the playing field. The fact that we know that God asked the angels whether we should be made, makes us feel like the angels are, are at a higher level than us. right? Because they're the ones who God's consulting. Maybe I'll bring it in, but the Rambam talks about it, when a person looks at his nature and, and so the Torah. But he looks at it himself and he sees the great existences and the malachim and the things. He should feel like lowly and humble and compares his existence to the greatness of other existences and angels and all that. So the thing he's saying is like that: that the, the by by depicting Nas that God is talking and asking the angels, it's like the, they're the ones who God is talking to. It sets the record straight. And it it will, so to speak, prevent the malachim from being jealous. Means they won't feel like they're being shortchanged. Because on the contrary, they're the ones, it's it's expressing that they're the higher ones. And it will prevent man from feeling haughty, which is maybe more important. Because the Torah is not given to the angels, the Torah is given to man. So it's like when it's writing the Torah and giving it to us, it's allowing us to realize that the angels aren't going to be jealous of us because they're really higher than us. And we, which means we shouldn't feel haughty because on the contrary, the, the angels are happy that they're higher than we should realize that we're lower. And we shouldn't get all full of ourselves by thinking that we're hot stuff because we've got the physical and the non-physical. So in a certain sense, yes, we do have this duality and there's something interesting about that. And free will is kind of a, uh, right. But that doesn't mean we're like higher existences or we should feel like we've got the pinnacle of the creation. We're, um, you know, on the contrary, we're not. We're lower than them. And the ones who God has, so to speak, has to ask somebody, so to speak, before he does something, it's the angels who he's going to ask, because they're the ones who are on his heavenly court, and those are the ones who he has the right and the left. And he's making, when he's judging Malachim, this is the other part, when he's judging kings, kings are going to feel, oh, look at me, I'm the king. Right? The Malach, not the Malach. Rav Hashem says, "No, it's the Malach, not the Melach. Right? The Malach are the ones who are sitting in judgment before the, judging the king. And the Navi describes the Achav or whatever that he's got the king sitting up the Malach and sitting here, or whatever. Put the king in his place. And then realize that God is judging. There are other beings who are as great as you are on earth. There are beings so much greater than you, or And you have a small. Again, you exist. You exist as a small being on earth." And yes, you have this higher and this lower, and and I, but God, but a man does have both. That's true, but he explained to them often uh, that God wants there to be one being who has like this combination who there shouldn't, shouldn't be a you have to see that there's there should be that's the other point. He's saying there should be on earth, oh yeah, that, idea. there should be on earth someone who also has an infinitecimal. It shouldn't be as if. Like the the non-physical is above and the physical is below, and there's like no connection between the two, which is that other Rashi, which is that he wants it to be clear that God's plan in the Briya is like a, a duality. And if there's only Elionim and Laila and only Tatal Mata, it would almost be like they're two separate creations. But by having man, Lamata, mata, who is a combination of the two, the Tayotana and the it conveys the fact there's no kinnah in my subrash. It means it creates this unity in my So that that's but, the, but not because he's making the man higher. Malacham, don't worry about it. It's not that man is becoming higher, it's that there should be a creature who is this dual, who has this dual nature, who rounds out the unity of creation. But not that man is higher than the angels. On the contrary, God's asking the angels. So again, by describing it as if God is asking others, it, it conveys to us the fact that we're not all, all, all great. And, and it conveys to the angels, so to speak, that they are, they, they are it conveys, again, it conveys to them, but they don't, have, they don't need the lesson. It's, we, it's teaching us the lesson that they are higher than us, and we are, have a small place in the bigger universe. Oh, universe is the right word, but it's great. What i'm saying is is that in a certain sense right there's in this the Shamayam, there's these intelligences there's non-physical whatever beings with uh, the muscle you know it's all like like i guess and on earth there isn't so in a certain sense it conveys that there's like two different spheres and this sphere is entirely different and higher and above and this sphere is like entirely lower and different and that's not the case there should be it's not like there are these two creations there's the light, earth and the heavens but there, there's a blend between the two, and that's like that other Rashi, that there should be conveyed a blend of the two, and by having man who spans both worlds, it, it, it expresses the fact that it, that there is a unity in the overall creation. Now, but it's are higher, but there's physical physicality is connected to the non-physical. Certain senses, man whose ideas and and all that, so there's more there's more unity in the creation than. You know, and that's why he wanted it. They wanted a unified creation, not just two so, totally separate creations, where the only souls are above and the um, you know the physical is below. Right. Now, now here's the thing. It's a problem though, because I'm, the way I'm describing it is, is like the essence is is that man should realize, so man shouldn't feel haughty, right? In a certain sense, that's the point. Is that man should appreciate that he's not greater than the malachim. But that the malachim are higher than him, right? So it like allows us to have the humility. But the, the Rashi is not the phrasing it that way. Rashi is phrasing it down on the reverse, that it said the angels shouldn't feel jealous of man. Not that man should. not I mean, they're they're flips of each other. But Rashi could have just said so that man doesn't feel, uh, you know, a guy. a very. But that's not that's not the way the Rashi's saying it. So although they are kind of flips of each other, if 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 what I'm saying is true, then why would Rashi phrase it as if like Hashem is so, is talking to the angels, so that they don't get jealous, right? Consulting with them so they don't get jealous, and then you get back to the question: the way it's saying it doesn't really make sense because the angels don't get jealous, right? This. you look at the Mashal, let's talk about the Mashal now again. So the Mashal is, is what's the lesson? So because the Rashi said, why is it talking like this? It's talking, because it's not real, it's talking to teach man a lesson, teach their hearts, right? So so let's get to that. What's this their It's saying it's teaching their hearts that a gadol should be nimlach with a katan, Right? Like a king, let's take an example. Let's say a king is judging his, um, a city, something like that. So even though the king maybe could judge the city on his own, but that the king should judge, should should ask, should ask advice of his uh, underlings, right? And our question was like, yeah, of course, the king should do that because the king might make a mistake, right? But by God, he's not making a mistake, right? So, but is it saying that the king should ask his underlings in order so that he doesn't make a mistake? Is that the connotation of why he should be asking the underlings? No. No. Well, why is it? Just... The pshat. Why should he be asking the underlings? The pshat of Rashi. Why should the king be asking his underlings? Um, um, Anava. Anava. Yeah. To follow a mushroom, you mean? Yeah. So then it would be it would be to show the underlings that the basement that even though he's above the basement but the basement's is still above them. Okay, yeah, that's in the shot I was saying, but insofar as the shot of the Rashi, I'm saying not that, just in the Rashi's pshat. Why is he asking, why is he, Why should the king um, ask the underlings, consult with the underlings? Okay. Yeah, so they shouldn't be jealous, right? Isn't that the point? It's like, that's why he's consulting with the so they shouldn't be jealous of men, right? So arguably, it's similarly. similar, if you take that, Marshall, it's saying the king should ask the underlings to consult with them so they wouldn't be jealous. So what, what does that mean? So, like, imagine you have a king. Or maybe... I, I, let, let me change the example from the king to, like, a parent. Okay, I just feel like it's a little more relatable, but the same thing is to the king. But, and, but I think this is, like, a, this thing happens in, in families. I don't know of any particular one, but, like, I'm sure it happens. Like, let's say you have a family, where you have the parents, and then you have, like, a, the one kid is, like, a great kid. okay, Like, the... Superstar kid, I don't know, whatever, you know, straight A's, all that, you know, whatever. And then you have another kid who's, the, who's the, the younger kid, I don't know, who's got issues. Okay, whatever issues happen to be, right? Now, the parents, right, might spend a lot of time and energy on that kid with the issues, right? Presumably, right? He needs the help, he needs the time, he needs effort, he needs, uh, he needs them to tend to his particular issues, right? Now, uh, now the, how's the older kid going to feel about that? The straight A straight-A student, right? Oftentimes, not very good. You might feel like, what's the deal here? I'm getting the short end of the stick. I'm getting overlooked. Well, I'm not good enough. I'm not, why, why are you spending so much time and energy on that guy? What about me? Do you only love him and you don't love me? Hey, I'm here, right? These types of things happen, I think, right? Okay, so... Which is a problem, because in a certain sense, it's not true. If the parents would put it into words, they'd say, it's not that we're spending time on him because we love him more. It's because you're in a good position, and you don't need us to spend time on you. In a certain sense, you're at a higher place than he is. He doesn't have the issues with you. He doesn't have. You don't have the issues that he's working on. And that's why we're not spending that time on you. We'd be there for you if, if you had those issues, we'd work with you. But in fact, you're in a you're in a better place, and you don't necessarily need us to spend all that time and energy, right? But should the parents therefore just ignore the 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 straight A student? No, that will he's gonna feel jealous. But what 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 might the parents do? And again, I don't know if this is necessarily wise if your parents don't necessarily do this, but maybe they, they could ask him. They could talk to the straight A student and say, hey, you know, your little uh, brother is having a little struggle here. Maybe we could, what, how could, let's strategize. What do you think we could do? Now, not necessarily because the parent needs the advice of the kid, even though he's a straight A student, doesn't mean he knows everything. But it, it might be by doing so, by consulting with him, even though you don't necessarily need his consultation, you might convey to him, I trust you. You're this. You're a good kid. You don't have these problems. I'm asking you for advice, because the reason why I don't spend this time on you is because I I know you're in a good place and I trust your opinion and I want to I be mean, nimbach. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to consult you, and that's Derek eretz that you should acknowledge that that in, that that lower being, is, who's higher than so to speak the lower ones shouldn't feel you don't want him to feel jealous of the lower one so god is making man you don't want the angels and god is spending all this time on man and making man and giving him all this stuff you don't want the angels to feel like they're kind of getting shortened of the stick so god is so to speak asking the angels hey is this a good idea let us make man right and this way it, it um it allows the angels to realize so to speak or sets the record straight that the angels are the ones who God talks to. They're at the higher level. And they shouldn't feel like they're being cheated. And also the lower guys should realize that also. But again, the focus here is, and they're both true. Both the lower guys shouldn't feel, it's not good for that kid to feel spoiled and to feel like the parents only love him and they don't care about the other kid. And it's not good for the older kid or whatever to feel like the parents don't care about him either. So there's like, there's in a certain sense, the parent, it might be a good idea for the parent to consult, ask advice of that cat, the, high, the older kid. Now, is that easy for the parents to do? Maybe not. Maybe parents who are, you know, Gandal or a king, the King Marshal, maybe it's not so easy to ask advice. You know, you don't need the advice. But that's what's teaching you that anava. the anava. person has to have anava. So sometimes it's good to ask advice even if you know the answer even though you don't necessarily need the advice, there's a value to lower yourself before the, let's say, the straight-A students or whatever, to ask them advice, to open up to them, to ask them to help you out, because it's important for them to appreciate their place. And it's saying, as a person is in a position of doula, and they have different types of people under them, they have to be sensitive to the needs and the psychology of all the different players under them. And sometimes it might mean to humble themselves or to make themselves look like they need assistance. Does God need assistance? No, He doesn't need any assistance. But in a certain sense, He wants to convey the fact that the malachim are higher than you. So, so too, maybe does the parent really need the assistance of the Sharia student? No, He doesn't. But it's important to convey that sense to straighten out the records that the Sharia student realizes his place and doesn't feel like he's being neglected. Now, again, that, that the parent might have to be humble enough to be able to do so because you know when you ask advice you kind of make yourself look like you need advice and if it, if it comes off as fake it's not going to work it's not going to make them feel like they're whatever so you kind of have to legitimately ask them or convey that in a way that might make yourself feel come off as being small and that's why I take, it takes like another to do so what i'm saying is no <clears throat> i'm saying is the, the advice in this muscle i think is really for the child for the older child, the straight-aged child. No, the parent doesn't really need the advice. like well, yeah. God doesn't in the Marshall. So, so then, thinking and clarify so far as you know, <coughs> I was also taking, that for the parent themselves to put them, for their own sake, to put themselves in somewhere else where they don't feel like, oh, I'm, I know everything. I'm- oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying is that it depends what you mean by that then it's like it, it's a good idea for the parent to do that because of the need of the older child right yeah. that's important for them that the older child doesn't feel neglected and that right now the parent might nevertheless despite that it's good for the older child the parent assuming the parent doesn't need that advice i'm saying if they need it then they need it but assuming that the parent doesn't need the advice which i'm assuming that god doesn't that's why you know but I'm saying still it, it, the person the, the parents given that the parent doesn't need the advice, their ego may prevent them, prevent them from lowering themselves. So there but but they have to have the anava to realize sometimes you should present yourself like you don't know something even though you do, because that's better for the social situation in which you find yourself. You know? And that's like isn't that like a thing, like uh one of the things a lot of lie for is for anava? Like someone asks him if he knows something. Like, no, no, no. It's like, there's, there's like an idea of another. It's like, there's a type of a, um, sometimes you have to be willing to lower yourself, even though it might be painful emotionally. And in this case, there's a, there's a value to it. There's a reason for it to ask someone to help you. You know, it'd be like a guy, I don't know. A guy's like a worker man, you know, and he asks a kid, you know, Hey, can you think you can help me out here? Right. Does he really need to help him out here? He doesn't need He's a worker man and the kid's a kid. He's like, whatever. But that kid feels so good about himself. But is that easy for that working man to do? Not necessarily, it depends. If he's about a guy, well, you know, he doesn't want to pretend for a moment that he doesn't know anything. Because that kid is going to feel, oh, I helped him out. He needed my help. Right? So there's an another that you have to be willing to sometimes convey that you need help, even if you don't. Now, I think it's also true. Sometimes the parent could use the help. And, and in so far, they have to be open to that possibility also. It's very likely that the parent will gain some benefit, or the king will gain some benefit. But even insofar as the parent or the king or whatever feels like they don't, they have to be sensitive to the the lay of the land under them. And as again, as parents, I think this is I think that's a good takeaway. yes, most takeaway. I think it's true. Parents oftentimes put most of their energy again. I don't know if it has to be this way, but most of their energy towards the kids who have, tr- who have troubles, difficulties. But in a certain sense, that's not necessarily a parent should be sensitive to the child who's being neglected for their good behavior, so to speak. That's not right. You know, and that's not that doesn't feel good. So somehow they should take the, that kid out for a trip where I don't know, somehow show them some degree of, you know, don't make them feel like they're the one who's, uh, you know, they, they, they probably would resent that. Right. Like, I know this isn't exactly the same. But like I know, this is oftentimes the case with like rabbis, rabbis or that kind of you know community leaders, things like that. They often spend a lot of time with their their congregants or whatever, and they never have any time for their kids, you know. So what what, so what about us? You don't care about us. You care about everyone else. You don't care about us. So like there there's like a resentment which comes from that. So I would think it would be in the uh, you know rabbis to concern their kids as well, and to also give time to you know that type of thing. So I'm saying like when a gadol is it, when your position of gadula you have like um, there's a lot of people under you, and again, I'm talking about parents because I just feel most of us aren't going to be kings, but I think we're all we're all likely going to be parents and have to think about these types of things. But there's a lesson is for or your boss. I'm sure as a boss you have the same type of a thing. You have a boss, are you going to necessarily you know everything, but you may ask some underling to help you out on something because it's gonna it'll create a good morale in the office and whatever. So these are the types of things you have to be sensitive to. So the Torah is describing it in that type of a way, which will invite this type of an attitude. So I'm saying, even though there's a lesson for man that we don't get haughty, but there's also, it's depicting it in this way, because it's also teaching the way that you should talk to your underlings. That's the way that God has talked to the angels. So that's why it's like, there, there are different sides to it. But when you present it in this side, it conveys that machle of anav and hearts about how we should talk to those who are under us. So you know, these thoughts are somewhat rambly and you know, you can try to tie them together a little bit better, or whatever. But these are, you know,
1: okay, so what saying,
0: that's what Rashi is saying: is that on the one hand, it's saying God's asking them to teach hearts, but at the same time, not because they we go crazy. So that, because it sounds like God needs help. So that's why he's saying, is that it sets the record straight that when it actually describes the creation itself, it talks off it. because God really only creates by himself. He doesn't have, doesn't need any on top of him. And he doesn't have any on top of him, he just does it on his own. And he could have done it on his own. So it's like a contradiction. On the one hand, he does it on his own. On the other hand, he's asking. So it conveys to you that in truth, he really creates on his own. But he's asking to teach this idea. So that's why he's saying, it's like, this is what the Rashi saying, is in order to... It risks that the Kofram are going to get, let's uh, say that there's a God needs the other one in the beginning. But then, if the Kofram look more closely, it says it right the second time, when it which really matters is when he actually does it. When he actually does, he doesn't really need a helper. So, like maybe the worker man, the, the, the handyman is going to like ask the kid or whatever, but ultimately, who's creating and building the table? It's not the kid. I mean, he may ask the kid and make the kid feel good or whatever, but ultimately, the kid doesn't really know what he's doing, and the handyman's the one who's going to do it. So, the Malafa aren't actually helping God doing it. It's just teaching us an idea and a perspective, and like the, when he's describing what he's gonna do, it's like teaches lessons. But when he's actually doing it, then of course God's the one who's doing it. And he doesn't need anyone.